Oh, hey, I didn't see you there. Part one of our Mock Draft Monday is over. It's time for part two of Mock Draft Monday with Jonathan Osborne of The Sixth Man Show. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. It is June 19th, 2023. This is part two of our Mock Draft Monday special. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the side expert and editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Just follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. If you missed it, part one of our Mock Draft Monday happened in our previous episode on our feed, on YouTube, wherever. This is part two. I haven't decided I'm recording this after I recorded the whole thing uh, and decided to split it into two parts. So I don't know where we're starting. Let's find out together. It's time for part two of our Mock Draft Monday special. Um, let's let's uh, move on with the seventh pick. Then Indiana on the clock. Uh, I'm going to take who I would take at number six, Asar Thompson. Um, I I really like this kid. Um, I think that he is he is uh, I, I already projects to be a really strong defender. He's already a pretty good playmaker. Um, and and we didn't get to see enough of that because Amen had the ball in his hands a, a lot more than he did. I I really I do think that that jumper is going to come around. Um, it may not be elite by any means, but I think that he is a better jump shooter than he's shown. I think that will continue to develop. And I just think he does, he's a great cutter. I think he just does a lot of other little, really little things where if he isn't the star, he ends up being like a, a bigger Jalen Suggs almost. Um, uh, just seems like a, a, I love that he stepped up big in the OTE finals. I think I think that means something. I, I don't ignore when players play well in, in pressure moments. He was the finals MVP in OTE. Like to me, that's that's a big, big sign that he he's a gamer, that he's gonna compete. And and I and I I I mean, I'm hoping that he's there at six. I think he is he is the swing that you take if you're this magic team because he just checks all those boxes for you. I will say, if it wasn't Jairus for me at six, Asar w- would definitely be the next. Uh, I kind of went back and forth between those guys for all of the reasons that you just mentioned. When we talk about a men with the the shooting issues, Asar showed a little bit more potential there, and I, I definitely am, am more of a believer on him being able to develop a three-point shot as opposed to his twin brother. So I would not be mad at that pick whatsoever at six. All right. Um, you're up now at eight. We have the Washington Wizards, who, of course, did the Bradley Beal trade today. Uh, I'm curious who you have with the Wizards taking at eight, and then I'll have a follow-up question on that one as well. Yeah, effectively, like, starting their their rebuild today, I guess. I know, you know, I mean, that probably means that they're – are they going to try to re-sign Kuzma? I mean, from an asset management standpoint, maybe. You have to think maybe they'll be considering moving Porzingis as well. So – Starting the Washington Wizards rebuild here, I guess, in, in 2K terms, I'm going to take Anthony Black, uh, point guard. Even before Bradley Beal uh, was traded, Anthony Black was a, a guy that was mocked there a lot. Uh, really special passer, 
really special defender as well. Uh, good size for a point guard. Kind of sneaky athletic. You, you don't see it in, in all of his highlights, uh, but it is capable of, of making some some pretty nice highlights. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, Washington starts their rebuild with uh, Anthony Black. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like Anthony Black. Um, you know, I think he, I think, I think he suffered the most from college's poor spacing, and and especially Arkansas just had no spacing. Like Nick Smith, not a great shooter. They 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 really needed guys to kind of fit him. He's already a really good defender. I think he's a guy. You know, there's a lot of reports that the Magic would be interested in him. Would not surprise me if the Magic take him at six just straight out. Would not surprise me if the Magic tried to move down and get him. Like I, I have Washington as one of my teams that I think the Magic, Magic might try to play around with and might try to try to try to grab, grab some grab somebody with. Um, and so, yeah, I'm I'm very I'm definitely very very interested in Anthony Black. I think that's a really good pick for Washington, especially considering how they've shifted. I think beforehand I had them taking Taylor Hendricks was kind of my favorite pick for them. But I definitely think now that they're moving away from the Bradley Beal era, uh, I think Anthony Black is definitely on the board for them. So at number nine, then for Utah. Oh, before I do that, Washington's been a team. You know, now that we know that Washington's kind of open for business, um, I I definitely think that they're trying. They're a team that's trying to move up now, uh, trying to like get into that, get into that three to six range. Honestly, I think they're a team that's going to de- try and deal with Portland. Um, to get Dame, to 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 give them Kristaps Porzingis perhaps to try and give Dame someone that he can play with. Um, I think that I've had Washington on my list of teams that the Magic would trade down for if they're not like if they don't want like the star with that pick and to get like an Anthony Black or a Taylor Hendricks. This is about the range where I think the Magic would trade down from six. Do, do you see anything? And I'll open up Utah and, and perhaps Dallas at nine and ten. Do you see anything there? for for them for the magic to maybe trade down for there yeah i, I like the idea of, of washington i I'm, myself i'm not really great at proposing trades you know i was definitely not a gm in, in my previous life but if we're talking about a team that that's just trying to acquire a ton of shooting and if washington is seemingly looking to blow things up if you're just moving back from six to eight and you're able to acquire a guy maybe like a Corey kispert who you know is proven to be a, a solid shooter I I don't know that I would I would totally hate that and you know just looking at some of those other teams like Utah like Dallas I mean Dallas it seems like their number one priority yeah, right man. now is, is building around you know Luca and Kyrie I don't know that they're going to be interested in, in giving up assets to to try to trade up for a rookie at this point um Utah interest me as well but i think it would probably be a little bit harder because they just have so many assets over there right they have now so many draft picks probably draft probably going to yeah. be harder to convince them to part ways with a valuable piece to move up a few spots i, I will i will say this um during the locked on mock draft when i made my, ter- my made my trade that everyone everyone was upset with me about um i had another deal on the table um, and it was with Washington. And so I've kind of been pitching this idea, like floating this site, floating the bubble out to people. Um, it was essentially like six and OKK or six and stuff. I, I just say six and stuff um, for eight and Daniel Gafford. And I was offered it at various points, Denny Avdia. I was offered at various, I, I tried to maybe push for Kispert, but they didn't seem super keen on that. Um, and so I know my big thing when I talk about trades 
is find a framework, find something that makes a little bit of sense. And then all you need to do is fill in the details. Six and stuff for Aiton Gafford, like A, that fills two needs for the Magic. They trade back in the draft, so they still get that bite at the apple. Not that, like a deep bite at the apple, but they still get a draft pick. Um, and they get the, a, a quality backup center. Like, you know, maybe not anyone that's going to blow you away, but as I've said a million times, Wendell Carter is going to miss 15 to 20 games a year. You just, you just have to live with that at this point. Um, until he proves otherwise. Um, Gafford can start those 15 to 20 games and isn't going to kill you. And it is, it's, it is, is going to be solid. It's going to be solid enough. You don't want him starting maybe a whole season, but for 15 to 20 games to hold the ship steady, that's he'll, he'll do the job. Um, and so to me, there, there is something there. Um, you know, there is something, um, I, I don't know if it's something real. It, it, there's a framework for me. And so honestly, like, I don't know how you feel about this. I think there's a better chance the Magic move down from six into this range, and I think Washington is a prime trade target, move down from six, and again, six, then there is a chance that they move up into the top three. Um, I think there's a better chance of that happening, them just not being like enamored enough with Asar Thompson, not being enamored, or thinking like, hey, Anthony Black's actually the guy we want. We don't think, you know, he's going to be there at eight, Let's get, let's, let's move, let's grab an extra asset and grab the guy we wanted anyway. Um, so I think that, I think that, I think I'd be, I'd watch that area. That's, that's, that's all I would, I would say. I don't have any inside information. Obviously the magic don't leak anything, but, um, my, my, my instinct tells me there's, there's something there if, if they want something to happen. Let's take a quick break from our Mock Draft Monday special with Jonathan Osborne of the Six Man Show to tell you a little bit about prize picks. Prize picks is simply daily fantasy made easy. There's no better way to explain it. Daily fantasy games today can be so complicated with the salary caps, with the scoring system. Nobody likes to play them. And really, you're just playing, hoping, hoping that you get your money back. Well, that's not how prize picks works. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do is pick two to six players, project, determine whether they'll get more or less than their projection, and you can win up to 25 times your money. PrizePix offers projections on any sport that you watch, including NBA, MLB, PGA, college football when it starts up in a couple months, soccer, WNBA, NASCAR, the whole gamut. You can find what you're looking for. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. They offer safe and fast withdrawals. are currently operation more than 30 states, including here in Florida, as well as Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code LOCKEDON and sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. And now back to our Mock Draft Monday with Jonathan Osborne. Um, I'm up at number nine with Utah. I'm going to take Taylor Hendricks uh, with that pick. Um, Utah just loves these kind of athletic guys. Uh, you know, they were fine playing Laurie Markin at the th- at the three a little bit last year. 
Um, you know, they got Walker Kessler. So just giving them that big front line, you know, big playmaking front line, I think is really, really good. I really, really like Hendricks. Um, I think that Hendricks would be a great fit for Orlando, it, Orlando, if they wanted to grab him there. But I, I think he does a lot of really good things there. Really good things there. Um, let's go ahead and keep keep moving. Uh, who do you, uh, unless you have something to say about Hendricks, uh, who do you have at 10? So I'm trying to remove my bias right now because whatever I do at 10, that's <laughs> what the magic can do at 11. But do what I do what I did with five, like take someone and then, you know, pull the hypothetical on me here. Yeah, no, I, I just think, you know, Dallas is a team who, you know, for the last couple of seasons has really been looking for a, a true center. You know, they, they tried a little bit with Kristaps Porzingis and you know, then it was Christian Wood. You know, obviously Dwight Powell has been there for, for quite some time. I think this is their opportunity to, to get their center of the future in Derek Lively. You know, a big guy, uh, incredibly defensively rim protector. Uh, offense might lead, need a little bit, you know, of work there. There's quite a bit to be, you know, a desire there. But on a team where you have Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving, you're not exactly hurting for offense. Now, it kind of remains to be seen whether or not Kyrie will be there, uh, you know, next season. Uh, but Derek Lively, if they keep that pick, I know it's this is a, a, another team that we're talking about potentially moving that pick. But if they keep it, I think Derek Lively makes a lot of sense for them. Yeah, and, and I think I think he definitely does too. Even if they end up certainly, I think regardless, like they need us, they need a center, and having a rim runner to put next to to Luka Doncic, having a rim protector, uh, you know, he's he's raw, but like I watched his tape this weekend as well. He he reminds me a lot like of Jaron Jackson Jr. Maybe not the shooting of Jackson Jr., but the way that he defends the paint. Even a bit of his over eagerness to defend the paint and go for blocks, like he he was in foul trouble, like like Jaron Jackson Jr. was at Michigan State, um, but he he looks really good. Um, I, I think he's he's a I think he's a really self player. I think he's definitely an option for the Magic at eleven as well. Um, I'm picking at eleven. I think I'm picking the the obvious one. Uh, I think every mock draft when he is available here, I'm taking Grady Dick. They need the shooter. They need the shooting. Uh, if he's the best shooter in the draft, don't overthink it. Take take the best shooter in the draft. And, and, and look, Grady Dick is, I think, more than just a shooter. I think he can shoot on the move. I think he's super, super smart. He is bigger. You know, like he's, he's like a bigger version of J.J. Redick. I've seen a lot of people question um, whether he'll be able to defend. And and really, it's, it's not so much that can he defend because I think he's a really smart positional defender off the ball. The question is going to become, he's going to be the guy everyone targets on defense. But he's big. He's he's not like JJ Redick, who is six four. He's six eight. Like he is a big dude plus swingspan. He may not be a fantastic athlete or a fantastic defender, but I think he's going to hold his own better than people give him credit for. And you know, I, I know I've been saying that I think I might have Hawkins ahead of him. I think Grady Dick's size. Um, I I caught myself there. Um, oh. I think I think that helps that helps put him put him uh, uh, over over the edge there. So my plan worked. I sabotaged the Dallas Mavericks to get Grady Dick. No, no, no. <laughs> I do think that Derek Lively is a, a great fit for the Mavs at 10. And yeah, Grady Dick at 11, like right now, I'm, I'm not so concerned about who we take at six because like it very, mel- very well may just be like a home run swing that you take at six. But if you take a risk at six and you end up with Grady Dick at 11, I don't know how anybody couldn't view that draft as a massive success for the magic. Yeah. And, and like I said, my goal on draft night 
is just get me a shooter. Um, if if you come away from this draft with Grady Dick, the best, you know, arguably, but probably the best shooter in this draft, you've had a good draft night. Um, it, it, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm going to, I'll pull the rug on you then. Um, let's say Grady Dick's off the board. Um, you know, maybe Hendricks is there. Maybe Lively's there. Let's, you know, let's assume that, you know, I don't want to assume that. Uh, let's, let's say Dick, let's say Grady Dick's off the board. Who do you take if you're the magic? Yeah, I'm going Jordan Hawkins. It's okay. a pretty easy answer for me just because regardless of what you do at six, I do feel like there's a, a good amount of risk there, kind of whoever you take, whether it is Hendricks or Whitmore or Asar or Jarris Walker. Like you're you're risking something with those guys there. At 11, whether it's Dick or in this case, it would be Jordan Hawkins. Like you know what you're going to get from those guys, especially those guys not only – being good set shooters, but both of them showing a lot of potential, especially Jordan Hawkins as movement shooters. Uh, the concern with me with Jordan Hawkins is, is really just defensively at first until he has the ability to get into an NBA strength and training program, just kind of being a, a slighter guy, being bullied by some of the more physical guards in the league. But as soon as he fills out, you know, he's got the instincts, he's, he's got the lateral quickness to stay in front of a lot of these guys. Uh, so for me, you know, it, it would be Jordan Hawkins. And I do see a little bit of like playmaking potential there with Jordan Hawkins where Grady, it, it's right now, at least it's more like his ability to attack closeouts that I really like uh, outside of the shooting. And I think Hawkins has the potential to be a little bit more than that offensively. Yeah. And I think that's why I leaned Hawkins a little bit more, but like, I just, I, I yeah, I, I'm with you. I think there's a lot more questions of what Hawkins can be above that. You know what you're getting from Grady Dick. Like I said, he, he remind like he honestly reminds me of of he's not as much of a movement shooter as JJ, but the way people talk about him compared to the way that he actually plays, he reminds me of like early Stan Van Gundy, JJ Redick, where you know he understands defense and you can play him a lot more because he gets that defense, uh, gets defense at such a high level already. Um, if Grady Dick's not there, I think I take Hendricks or Lively, the two guys that we've already taken already, but. The way this has worked out with Jairus Walker at six, I almost kind of view Jairus Walker as my safe pick. So I would not be surprised if, if that's the direction they go, that if at 11, the Magic are the team that takes Bilal Koulibaly, Um or Koulibaly. I don't know if it, I don't know the correct way to pronounce his last name. I apologize. Um, I've heard Koulibaly. I've heard Koulibaly. Yeah. Um, the dude is what, six, seven with a seven, two wingspan, big, big, long dude. You know, started on the on the kind of junior team for 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 uh, Mets '92 uh, for for the team that Victor Wembanyama was on, but by the end of the season, he was like indispensable to their playoff run. Uh, he's an improving jump shooter. It's a work in progress. Super super raw, but super long. Great defender. Does all the hustle things that that everyone likes already. Again, played well in the playoffs. Played well under pressure. Um, you know. Just got to find ways to, to, to develop the shooting and kind of the skill skill stuff along a little bit quicker. But I think he made some really, really important strides this year. And, you know, who knows? Maybe he's a player that you can stash overseas for a year, let him get better, and then then bring over. I know that scares Magic fans at 11, uh, so maybe I shouldn't suggest that. But um, he he is very much a, a Magic-type player. So I would, I would keep an eye on Bilal Kulubli.
Let's take another quick break so I can tell you a little bit about Ibotta. The average Ibotta user earns $120 per year in real cash back. So if you're watching your closet grow after purchasing all of the season's latest trends, how about also watching that cash back grow with each purchase? That's what Ibotta is good for. You can earn cash back on every shopping trip. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. A typical basket of groceries was more than $50 more expensive at the end of 2022 than the beginning of the year due to inflation. You could earn two and a half times that in cash back from Ibotta, or even more depending on how much you use it. Ibotta gives you real cash back, not points. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, you get real cash back. You can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying it by using the code LOCKED when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKED today. Um, let's run through these last three picks in the lottery. Who, who do you have at 12, uh, with the, who's picking after, who's picking after magic? I don't even know anymore. Uh, Oklahoma city, Oklahoma city. So I would really, I mean, we've heard a lot of like Koulibaly rumors there, uh, but I'll go case and Wallace, you know, point guard yeah. out of, out of Kentucky. Um, great defender already. Uh, he, he's a guy that, you know, if the three point shooting was a little bit better, I would really consider, you know, for the magic at 11. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. Um, reminds me a little bit of Tyrese Maxey, but Maxey was a better shooter at, at the college level. Um, at 13 for Toronto, I'm going to take Kobe Bufkin from Michigan. Uh, they're about to lose their point guard in Fred Van Vliet. They're about to lose another guard in Gary Trent Jr. So I think uh, helping the helping that guard front, it, it, especially a point guard, is really, really important for them. So I'll take Bufkin. Uh, and final pick is to you, sir. New Orleans, who are you taking? I'm going to go with Keontae George. I don't I don't know that I necessarily love the fit uh, in New Orleans for the Pelicans, um, but I just see a guy with like like real star potential. If everything goes right for Keontae George, like the the talent is there with the question marks, you know, around Zion, like if you decide to move on from him, does that really like view the way that the Pelicans view their current team? Do they just try to retool it and build around Brandon Ingram or, or do they just decide to blow everything up? And I know there's talks that the Pelicans have, you know, had internal discussions around Zion Williamson, which really means nothing. You know, internal discussions are, are just that like somebody brings up an idea and be like, Hey, of course we're not going to trade Zion Williamson. That would be crazy. But some of the off the court, uh, you know, concerns with him seem to be a, a bit real in the fact that he's had a tough time staying on the floor. Um, but yeah, if they decide to pivot, I could see them taking a, a swing on a guy like Keontae George and, and his talent. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, he's a guy that I think a lot of us had going to the magic at six, like early in the season. So big, big late season swoon for him, but guy can score at all three levels. Um, you know, again, if he makes good decisions, he's, he's definitely a, a player to, to keep an eye on, uh, at, at that spot. Um, we've gone through 14 picks already who, um, who 
who do you have cut? You know, I don't want to say in that next group, but who else left or do you have on kind of the magic's list? Um, you know, we've already talked a little about Kula Bali. Is there anyone else left on the ma- on your list for the magic specifically that, that you have left? Well, probably not in like the immediate range. You know, at, at earlier in the kind of pre-draft process, he was mocked in like the, the mid-teens. Now he's like in the early 20s. But another Michigan guy, Jet Howard, you know, shot the lights out, you know, at, at Michigan. And if the Magic are um, just in love with these Michigan guys and for whatever reason they're not in love if, if Grady Michigan Dick is man. there at 11 or you know, for whatever reason they decide to pass, pass on Jordan Hawkins, which is another guy who has fallen in, in recent mock drafts. Uh, I could see a guy like Jet Howard you know, being the, the kind of guy that the Magic are looking at. Yeah, for sure. I, I would definitely have him on my list. Obviously, the Magic needs shooting. I would also keep an eye on kind of versatile wings um, that the Magic like. Uh, Leonard Miller from the G League Ignite did all did a lot of the dirty work for for that G League Ignite team. Made some really good strides this year, and, and also Alabama's Noah Clowney. Um, stats aren't going to look good on Noah Clowney, but he did all the defensive grunt work at, at center next to Brandon Miller. Made Brandon Miller look really good. So uh, I keep an I keep an eye on on some of those guys as well, but. You know, my, my instinct on this draft has been the talent really starts to fall off at around 12, 13, 14, as far as what the Magic are looking for. Obviously, they have a pick at 36, and there'll be some interesting guys there. Um, but I think the Magic got really lucky in this draft to to kind of get the guys that that they need at, at this juncture almost. Um, so so that's 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 kind of where I, I'm at. Um Jonathan, I want to thank you for coming on and, and doing this exercise with us and, and kind of taking a taking a look, taking a look at, at how this draft can go out. We talked about a lot of the prospects. Hopefully got everyone ready for a busy, busy week. Um tell us what tell us what you guys are up to over at the Six Man show um and, and what to look forward to this week uh, for draft week. Yeah, so really uh so we'll have an episode coming out today, Monday as well. We we did a, a similar exercise uh where we really just went through all right, if the Magic were at this pick, who would the guy be? Obviously, if it was one, it was Victor Rembanyama, but we went through the whole exercise. All right, if Victor is gone and the Magic are at two, who would it be? Just in case you know they, they do trade up, we wanted to kind of you know go through some of those options there. Uh, but besides that, you know, we'll have an episode coming out the morning of the draft, Thursday morning. Uh, but for the draft, we're just going to be a, at Amway with everybody else. Uh, we're going to be sitting in, in section 106 like we do every year. So if you're in the area, if you're going to come through uh, the draft party, stop by section 106. We'd love to say what's up to everybody. And honestly, like I said at the top of the show, I'm just excited to get this over with so we know who's on the team and we can stop speculating and, and start looking forward to summer league and and then next season. Yeah, for sure. And, and obviously free agency will not be too far behind. I think we're expecting the Magic to to be very busy in free agency as well. Uh, I'll definitely stop by and say hi to you. I'll be at the Amway Center on Thursday for draft night. Very, very excited for that to kind of get this first piece of the puzzle in place. Um, Jonathan, I want to thank you again so much for coming on today's show and do and entertaining and entertaining us with this with this pro, with this exercise as 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 you always as we always do or as, as we try to do here on our mock draft Monday. Um, but I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himmel, Yuka, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the public signal podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. 
On our, on our next episode of Locked on Magic for my everyday crew, we're going to be talking about what Jeff Weltman said during his pre-draft availability. So definitely stay tuned for that. I'm sure it will be a whole bunch of word soup and nothing, but it could be something. Who knows? We'll read between some lines. It'll be great. Um, we'll have that on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. Be sure as well to subscribe to my subtext. I'll put my thoughts up on the subtext immediately after the press conference. It's a 10 a.m. press conference. Um, so... So definitely subscribe to that earlier than later. Now's the time to do it. You get your two-week two free trial. Join subtext.com slash magic. Join subtext.com slash magic. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, it's been Philip Rossman-Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.